Hello and welcome to this episode of Special Advising, the podcast, No Parent Left Behind, a show aimed at parents and caregivers of children along the spectrum of disabilities, but welcome siblings, teachers, healthcare professionals, and anyone interested in learning about topics from the world of exceptional needs, educational services, health and wellness, fitness, nutrition for you and your child, and more. Thank you so much for joining me. If you're looking for an open, friendly, and honest source to inform and inspire you, then you've come to the right place. I'm Mark, and I have 34 years of experience teaching kids and coaching parents, and I'm your host. I hope this podcast can inspire you to face your days more confidently, stirring a greater sense of self-love, mindfulness, and outpouring of goodness and positive role modeling for your children. Always keep you and your mental, physical, and if you're inclined, spiritual health in mind. Attending these areas will allow you to be all you hope to be for them. Today I'll be speaking about smoothies as a healthy option to add to your child or teen's day when you're having trouble getting them to eat nutritious food. And then I'm going to make a smoothie. So you can see how fun and easy it is to turn the struggles of eating healthy into a party for the palate. After that, stay tuned for a tip of the cat, your exceptional needs parenting tip, followed by good news community share for some promising and inspiring news that impacts, connects, celebrates, and gives hope to your child and parents like yourselves. So let's gather up some fruits and veggies and blend our way to a tasty win. Throughout my years in education and helping families, the subject of picky eating comes up often. It's very common among autistic individuals, but whatever your child's disability, if they're not open to trying new foods, it can be frustrating and or concerning. But there is help. And let me preface this by saying to be careful about labeling your child a picky eater and raising the level of concern in your home. Food issues can often be related to where your child is developmentally, as opposed to them being defiant and refusing to eat new things. If your stress and frustration are showing, that will be transmitted to your child and only add new levels of insecurity and lessen the chance that they'll be open to exploration. And of course, check with your doctor first to rule out any stomach issues that might be the cause. I've often found that getting nutritious foods into children to be a common challenge for parents. And one thing when I, when I learn about this is I always ask, how does your child handle drinking a juice or a smoothie? With a consideration of texture as a sensory wall for many, I feel strongly that smoothies and juices can be wonderful nutritious accompaniments to your child's meals as a dessert or, if you prefer, an in-between meal treat. An article on Picky Eaters by ElseNutrition.com backs that belief, stating, Incorporating nutrient-dense smoothies into children's routine may be helpful. Healthy smoothies for picky eaters can both help meet nutrition needs and encourage a child to try new foods. My last year in the classroom, I taught two ASD preteens who showed a love for smoothies, so much so that we scheduled into our morning the gathering of ingredients and creation of a morning smoothie that would help to focus them and initiate them into the new school day with a highly motivating activity. We would food shop once every two weeks on average, and that became another wonderful aspect to their learning. Using picture menus, they were able to help create a shopping list of their favorites and then check them off their lists at the grocery store. They loved this adventure. Soon we offered our services to the staff, and that added another level of skill shaping for my students. 
We made a list of the staff, and every couple of weeks we created a new order form with a, an evolving variety of smoothie options that the kids would deliver and collect each week, sort them according to menu item, count them up, and help my assistant Jules and I prepare and then deliver them to the classrooms. I loved this, and they loved it too. It got them interacting to the best of their ability and incorporated the social practice of working as a team and created a buzz around the school that my students could feed off of and take in the compliments and appreciation of the staff as their efforts were being recognized. To what degree this was actually uh, taken in and internalized is, is different for both kids, but the opportunity offered uh, a self-esteem building. When we have picky eaters, I find that getting them involved in the selection and preparation of their meals to be a very positive step. Smoothies don't have to substitute for other solid food meals, and they shouldn't. They can be a gateway for your child, while in the meantime providing them with the proper nutrition they need as they develop. I have a family where I suggested taking the few dinner meals that their child does like and involving him in creating the weekly menu of his favorites each Sunday. This is a way that we can get our children to sit down and increase the likelihood of eating at mealtimes. These meals may not be the most nutritious, and that's okay at first, because what we're doing with this family is additionally preparing a smoothie that incorporates vegetables and fruit to help meet those nutritional goals. In the meantime, the child is becoming part of the process by picking the meals he wants and scheduling the days they will be served. So he's interacting with food and the idea of food. Slowly, we will begin to add other options to the meals to see if there is any interest in exploration. There are other approaches that can be taken when introducing new foods in non-threatening ways. UK researchers tested a variety of methods to encourage young children to try disliked vegetables. They found that after 14 days, the most successful strategies included a combination of repeated daily exposure, offering non-food rewards for trying the disliked food, and parents eating the same food as the child. Even if uh, food has initially been rejected, try and try again without pressuring. It can take between 10 to 15 exposures to get a child to like a new food. It's easier to get a child to taste a new food rather than eat it, so start by offering small portions. But don't pressure your child to eat foods they don't like. It's okay if your child doesn't like broccoli. Research shows that kids who are involved in preparing meals have more positive attitudes towards food and are more likely to subsequently eat the food that they help to prepare. Children's.com suggests using rewards such as stickers may improve your kid's acceptance of new foods and make repeated exposure more fun. Offering incentives is highly motivating. Praise your child for trying new foods, but don't react negatively if they choose not to try. Try preparing the same foods in different ways. Serve similar foods to those that your child enjoys. Serve new foods along some of your child's favorites. Try putting three different vegetables on the plate each night and seeing if eventually curiosity takes hold. Create a buffet and make a big deal over the options. Or offer multiple side dishes, allowing your child to pick one. Stay very positive and supportive. Model healthy eating. Show your child that you like to try different foods. Be flexible here. It's okay to model that you don't like certain foods too. This keeps it real for your child. Inviting a friend or a cousin over to model might be a way for your child to see food as a shared connection and incentivize risk-taking through the ingestion of an unfamiliar edible and more.
While you're incorporating these strategies, smoothies can be a transition food source that is providing the nutrients your child needs and allowing them to explore new ingredients. While you're exploring these ingredients, you might suggest other ways that they can be prepared outside of smoothies and be willing to involve your child in preparing them in a matter of their choosing. Again, from elsenutrition.com, smoothies may be primarily fruit-based, but that doesn't mean they don't provide protein as all plant foods do contain some protein. Plus, making protein shakes for picky eaters doesn't mean you need to use protein powders. To boost the protein content of a smoothie, try adding chia, hemp, flax seeds, nut butter, or even a small amount of tofu or cannellini beans. These ingredients blend well and, with the exception of peanut butter, won't change the flavor much. I would also suggest avocados. Three servings of fresh avocado contains three grams of protein and makes the smoothie extra smooth. And edamame, which contains around 18.4 grams of protein, which is a decent amount of plant food. It also provides all the essential amino acids, vitamin C, and calcium. Protein powders come in many types, whey, casein, egg, pea, and plant-based, and come in a variety of flavors. So texture for a lot of sensory challenged individuals can be a roadblock to food consumption. I've had clients who would not even try a smoothie due to its texture. If there's no consistency that works for your child, you might be out of luck. But I say might because we were able to change the consistency to a more liquidy state that became acceptable. This bordered on juice, which is another terrific form for meeting your child's daily nutritional intake. You can play with the thickness and consistency of your drink by adding more liquid or blending longer or for less time. It's something that you can test to find out what's most appealing in your home. I have the good fortune of being able to use a Vitamix blender uh, as it was gifted to me. I blend smoothies or juice nearly every day, so that cost is paid for itself compared to buying a $9 smoothie outside or more, actually. However, there are much more affordable blenders out there. For example, we used the magic bullet with my students. We went through a couple due to the number we had to make daily, but you shouldn't run into that problem for a long time. There are so many other options, expensive to budget-friendly, and I'll include a list in the resource page of my website along with the articles I've quoted today. Now, what I'd like to do is step into the kitchen with you and blend a smoothie to show you how easy and fun it can be. Join me. Okay, so in my kitchen today, we're going to be making a blueberry broccoli smoothie. And the reason I chose this one is because it's a, a way to show you that when you hear broccoli in a smoothie, some people get really turned off and make some faces that, you know, display their disgust. But <laughs> I, uh, I promise you, these vegetables, when they're, when they're hidden among some of the other ingredients, you often don't even taste them, or sometimes the taste is very mild compared to what they would normally taste like on their own. So the reason I picked this one is because it's a way to show you that the broccoli can still taste good, can still you can still get the nutrients from it, but you don't have to feel like you've eaten a stalk of broccoli or, or a florida broccoli. So what I have are the ingredients as follows. I have a half a cup of broccoli florets. And again, you can always change the amounts of whatever you like, but more or less of any of these ingredients in. Um, one whole apple, um, a half a cup of blueberries, of 
frozen if you have. Two bananas frozen if you have also. I don't have frozen bananas today, but often I do. One cup of almond milk or milk of your choice. One half cup of water. And two teaspoons of chia seeds, which is another good protein source that we had mentioned earlier. So what I'm going to do is I'm pulling out my Vitamix. And um, I have all my ingredients laid out. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour in my half a cup of water. And again, you can put in more or less. Um, I know how much I typically like, so I kind of eye it all at this point, but that's something you could do is measure it out. Okay, so what I'm going to put in first are my broccoli florets. I'm going to cut them up a little bit so they're a little smaller and easier to blend. You don't want them too big because sometimes they get a little stuck in the, in the, uh, in the blades. So I cut them up. Often just in half is enough, but sometimes you get the big florets and you got to cut them a few different ways. Okay, so I'm going to drop them into the water. And next I'm going to take my apple and I'm going to slice this up. Does it core a apple? I don't have an apple core, I just use my knife. But if you have an apple core, that'll expediate the process a little bit. So I cut them into, into quarters, and then I take out the seeds, and then I cut them again in each of those in half again. And that should be enough to make it uh, blendable without getting stuck. Okay, so they're in. Next, I'm going to take my two bananas. And again, use as many as you want. I'm using one banana, actually, because I think that's going to be enough for me. But some people, the bananas will really help hide the broccoli flavor. So if you find that even after, if you find that after using one, you're still tasting the broccoli, then the two probably is going to be better for you to hide the broccoli flavor. So then you're going to take one cup of almond milk. This is interesting because I never, well, I rarely ever, I shouldn't say never, but I rarely ever mix milk and water together. But I'm going to follow this recipe, see where it takes us. And then I have my half a cup of blueberries. And finally, my chia seeds. Put in two tablespoons, and that's all it, that's all in. That's all you have to do. Now, I'm gonna put in the blender, which is gonna be very loud, and I may cut that out or at least reduce the sound of it so it doesn't blow your mind. All right, here it goes. If you're starting this and you can adjust the speed, I would start slowly to get the ingredients to start moving around a little bit, because when you have thick ingredients or chunky ingredients, if you turn it on high too quickly, they might get jammed up together. This has a lot of liquid in it, so it should probably be okay, but I still like to amp it up gradually um, to make sure that all the ingredients are moving around and not jammed in the blade, and then I can uh, turn the whirly bird all the way up. Again, so you're going to blend for consistency, what your preference is. If you like it a little chunkier, you won't blend as much, but if you like it really smooth, then you're gonna go uh, 
a, a little bit longer. And you can taste test it as you go just to kind of see. Um, or when you pour it out, you'll see the consistency as well. So this has a little bit more because I think I want it a little bit smoother than this. I like it smooth. So let's do a little more. Vitamix can be, <laughs> can be, Vitamix is a loud blender. It's industrial. Okay, so this made quite a bit of smoothies. So what's nice is that you can have leftovers. So you can make this one and uh, use it a couple of times for maybe two meals in one day. You can keep what you have left over and use it for another day if you decide that you've had enough for today and then you want to make a different one tomorrow. But I would say within two, maybe three days, I would I would make sure I drank it all. And here it goes. Here's the taste test. And I will cut out any disgusting swallowing sounds. That's really nice. I would put in less water. It does make it much thinner. If your child doesn't like thick, thick consistency, this does make it better. I taste... A little bit of the broccoli. I think if I had another banana in there, I wouldn't probably taste it much at all. Um, but I do taste the banana. I do taste the blueberries. The, the fruit tends to really kind of override the, um, the vegetables oftentimes, especially the green vegetables, which are the biggest uh, problem to get into your kids. So I would recommend this. I'm going to put this and a whole bunch of other really, really cool recipes onto the resource page of my website. And you can try them out and I'd love to hear your feedback and what you think. And I'd also love to hear how the smoothies might work in your life. You know, are, are your kids liking them? Um, is it making life easier as far as getting the nutrition into them? And is it opening a doorway for them to maybe start trying some other foods? It would be really, really exciting to see and hear, uh, you know, the impact of smoothies and uh, of course juices. I didn't make a juice today, but that's another great way to get the nutrients in. You know, you can use a lot of fruit with that, but you can use your vegetables and, and uh, probably water or also I've used coconut water, which is really good too. Very hydrating. So let me know if you can, I would love to hear from you, you know, happy drinking and then happy eating. <laughs> Thank you for joining me and uh, wish you all the best. It's time now for a tip of the cap, your exceptional needs parenting tip. Today's tip comes from parentmap.com. Allow yourself to recuperate. Whenever athletes do any kind of strenuous exercise, they rest to give their bodies a chance to recuperate and to avoid injury. Allow yourself to do the same. Mental exhaustion is real. Your good news community share comes from AbilityConnectionColorado.org. Sean, not his real name, a man in his mid-50s, began to lose his sight some years ago due to a degenerative eye disease. He sought out training to help him adjust to his pending total loss of sight. As a result, Sean was trained through Employment Works in a comprehensive program in mobility, assistive technology, food preparation, and other aspects of daily living that he would be facing if he were totally blind. 
Since Sean had received his degree in computer science and information technology, he wanted to pursue work in this field. Barriers he faced were an economy in crisis, employers choosing not to hire someone with a disability due to unfounded fears, and Sean's uncertainty about how employment would impact his Social Security disability insurance. After consultation with Employment Works, Sean's fears about losing benefits subsided and his job pursuit began. However, because of Sean's knowledge of the IT field, the Division of Vocational Rehabilitation readily interviewed and hired him as a full-time assistive technology specialist. Not only is he successful in his new position, but he also helps others with vision loss to cope and learn new technological skills, thus increasing their potential for independence and self-sufficiency. Though loss of sight is a life-altering and challenging situation, Sean has more than compensated for this loss through his incredible strength and heart when facing down the odds that could have easily defeated him. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode, and I hope you'll join me each week to hear about topics close to your heart and welcome fresh and informative insights into areas that are new to you. It's an honor to have you tune in and a pleasure to share with you. All music heard on today's show comes from Jason Shaw at audionautics.com. Remember to follow me on Instagram at Special Ed Rising, Facebook at Special Ed Rising, and on my website, specialedrising.com. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends. You can contact me directly with questions, comments, or if you're interested in parent coaching through my email, specialedrising at gmail.com, or contact my pages on Facebook or my website. If you'd like to share some of your success stories with the audience, please send them to my email. Let's show the world what's possible. Also, let me know if there's anything you'd like to learn more about. And until next time, peace and keep rising.